This is the Team Lotus Cares podcast. We connect with business owners and managers to protect your business from cyber attackers while providing business clarity empowered by technology. You can make technology for your business more productive, secure, and simple. Now, here is Maria and Curtis. Good day, Curtis. Good day, Maria, and welcome to episode 32 of Team Lotus Cares podcast. Woohoo! Absolutely. Hard to believe another week has flown by. Now, uh, typically we cover what's going on in, uh, you know, cybersecurity and new technology when it comes to business and IT and uh, what we do at Lotus uh, Management Services here at the TLC podcast, which stands for Team Lotus Cares. But uh, we're going to jump right into an interview. But I want to remind you, uh, if you go to LotusBusinessTech.com and look in the upper right-hand corner, you'll see blog there along the top. We put out a post just about every day, and I'm just looking through some of the posts that we've got out uh, from Insight to Action about data analytics and help, how it can help your business grow. Uh, we've got a data breach there that we posted a few uh, a week or so ago, and then how to revolutionize your business with online point-of-sale systems. So we, we cover a lot of variety of things, not just bad things that are happening, but good things that you can do for your company as well. So, so I want to bring in uh, Will Wominski. Now, uh, Will has uh, worked in IT for many, many years. He was in our shoes for a while. He owned a managed service provider providing IT services to companies, um, worked in the sales, worked in the technical side of it, and is now working with Microsoft to develop what Microsoft is calling the modern office. You're going to hear more about this. It's really starting to gear up that Microsoft they have done some amazing things and uh, these folks uh, that, that such as will and his team uh, tony works there tony's amazing gentleman but uh, they they have um put together a, an amazing system for leveraging the modern office which really came about during covid when people woke up one day in march 20 what was it march 2020 and said i got to work from home yeah. All our people need to work from home. It is so funny because as we're talking to Tony and Will, we, we thought, wow, we did such a wonderful time, you know, job being able yeah. to help our, our, our clients to pivot and, and get through this. And, you know, and I think for the most part, you know, we were able to supply that service, right? We were really proud of that. But this actually, when you talk about modernizing your office, I, my eyes were like, and my jaw dropped. Yeah. So that's amazing. It is. It is amazing. We, we've, We've known that it's that it's been building. Matter of fact, I saw this. One of the things my dad and I used to do to hang out is we would go to these kind of obscure day-long IT presentations. We used to call them vaporware shows. And Microsoft brought us, you know, into a room uh, and, and, and we all got together and, and they said, this is what we're going to do. Well, what they were going to do is what we now call the modern office, Office 365. This was back in the aughts. I want to say 04, 05, because that's when we used to go to these, that they were talking about how they were going to do this. And we were like, no. I mean, that's no. But here we are. I mean, they really had nothing to show other than drawings yes. and concepts. But we're here. We've made it. Yep, that's like flying cars. It's not that far off in the future. Yeah, absolutely. <laughs> so let's not wait any longer, and uh, let's welcome in Will Aminsky. Hey, Will. Hey, how's it going today? Doing well. Thanks for joining doing us. Good, doing good. 
So we uh, let's dive right in. You are uh, a, a, with Nerdio, and if folks don't understand what Nerdio is, can you explain how does Nerdio fit into the world of IT? Yeah, great, great question. A topic I could probably talk about all day. Um, but but Nerdio is uh, we're a software company. We've created a software tool uh, to help IT service providers, the people that you hire to manage your computers and servers and manage your security. Uh, it makes it easier for them to live in the modern world and take customers, their computers, their desktops, all of that, and bring it into the cloud. Uh, specifically, Microsoft Azure, which is Microsoft cloud computing solution. So I know the world got a, a shock in March 2020 and the way we worked changed instantly. How did that affect what you guys are doing? I, I always kind of joke with my teammates that we had the right technology with the right people at the right time, even though it was the wrong time for, for most of the world, uh, because we, we had already started developing much of this technology and our product just really launched because uh, people needed to very quickly pivot the way that they work. Uh, certain uh, cities were going on lockdown. People were afraid to go into work and just wanted to be at home, but that didn't mean that business stopped. People People still need to access their computers and their data and their applications. And without the cloud, they tended to struggle. There were all these band-aided weird solutions, right? Like, oh, VPN in or like remote into your computer and slow. And oh no, my kids are all at home too. And they need to watch Netflix and do school remotely, right? There are yeah. all, all these challenges. And so um, it really, really propelled our business. Um, we've, we've grown significantly uh, since that time. Uh, it was an unfortunate thing to happen to the world, but the cloud transfer transformation was happening anyways. I think it just right. accelerated that cloud adoption. I think that, that that was like the perfect opportunity for those, you know, that um, they said, well, I understand tech. I think it really put it in the perspective in real tangible, real world scenarios as to on a day to day, this is what this means. Yes. It, yeah. It is. It is. If you think about it, like we've been using cloud technologies for a long time, like personally, and I always look at cloud technologies as a, a better, better delivery method than traditional ways. Like I, I tell a story all the time to people. I remember Friday nights. Every Friday nights in high school, middle school, we would hop in the car, go to Blockbuster, get like three or four movies so we'd have something to do over the weekend. And now nobody does that because you have Netflix, you have Amazon, you have streaming through your cable box, and that's all this cloud computing technology is. It is a better way to deliver the same thing that we've been using for years and years. Right, right. Yeah. More yeah, I remember we, business world. <laughs> yeah, we had a neighborhood mm -hmm. store. You could, you could, if you got five movies Friday night, you could keep them for five days for two bucks a movie. See, what a deal. That's amazing. Was a deal. And then the whole family would, uh, you know, kind of fight over that, those five slots. And so, yeah, it was, it was, that was our, the version of what now we just click a, a Roku remote. And, and just I literally remember the day being online and ordering my, my movies and going to the mailbox and like, this is so cool. <laughs> yeah. It was amazing. You could queue up your list. You didn't have to worry, like, did they run out of it? You didn't have to rewind. Like, I'm, I'm talking VHS days, <laughs> right? But I used to get yelled at all the time. You forgot to rewind. There's a charge on our account. <laughs> yeah, absolutely. So a, a lot of what you're dealing with is the public cloud. And 
why should a business consider the public cloud? Because I know a lot of folks that makes them nervous when they hear public. Yeah, it, it, it definitely does. And it's kind of interesting, just the naming convention that they use for the yeah. public cloud versus the private cloud. Um, but in my mind, they're all in a lot of ways kind of similar to each other. A cloud is a very overused marketing term. All that means is it is you're accessing something that's physically not sitting next to you. So when you use your online banking, you're using the cloud. When you use Facebook, there's no Facebook server sitting next to you, right? You're using the cloud. Uh, and if you think about not all clouds necessarily being equal, a private cloud would be a cloud like you or I, we buy our own equipment, we put it in our own building, and we're responsible for managing that. And the public cloud is very large. It's public, it's called public because it's publicly accessible. Anybody could just go and put their credit card in if they wanted to don't please don't do that. Not the best way to buy it. Uh, but they can do it. It's publicly accessible. Private cloud is like a private business means I get to choose who I'm going to sell my cloud infrastructure to. And because the public cloud is public, it means the companies who maintain and operate and manage them are massive organizations. They have massive amount of resources. And that is why I think the public cloud is a great choice for most organizations. It's accessible. It's infinitely scalable. Let's say, you know, uh, unfortunately, another lockdown start to happen and they need hundreds of thousands of compute, right, to be able to run their desktops or servers or whatever. You can click a button. If it's my cloud, my private cloud, I only have so much capacity. Right? I'm not yeah. Microsoft. I don't have access to all to Intel and AMD and all these chips that I can just instantly start building. So I think the, the public clouds give you a lot more flexibility. They're a lot more transparent uh, and they also support enterprise and government organizations, which means if even if I'm a small business, I'm a five person CPA firm, well, I have the same people managing that infrastructure as managing the US Army, or as managing, yeah. you know, whatever. So it's, it gives me that peace of mind, right? That like, wow, I have this this level of security and compliance that I wouldn't be able to get anywhere else. Yeah, leveraging, leveraging those resources, you know, that um, the, the professionals, um, experts in our technology world are actually, you know, bringing up the, uh, the latest and greatest, I always say, you know, um, and then, you know, having that validation right now, uh, uh, as a managed service provider, you know, and partnering up with someone like you, you know, is actually, it's, that's, that's what we do, right? It's like validating and going through and scrubbing through, um, the, those key points as far as the security aspects of things that, and in the, for small businesses that have limited resources, as you said, um, they can leverage this and we can just be that segue right in the middle to make sure that that goes seamless. Yeah, you said we're, we're leverage. That's exactly what I was thinking about. So we hear a lot about the, the, the public. I think the three big public cloud providers that, that come to mind are Google, AWS. AWS does a great job in marketing. They've teamed up with NFL and all of that. But uh, but but you've chosen and, and we also, you know, in, in studying this for a long time, I think Microsoft is really the way to go. They seem to have come up with some innovative ways uh, to do to tackle this differently. And, and what ways do you see that Microsoft's leading on uh, the cloud infrastructure? 
Yeah, well, well, Microsoft from a business perspective, I don't care if you're one employee or 10,000 employees, Microsoft is the gold standard of business compute. We use Windows for our operating systems. We use 365 and Word and PowerPoint and Exchange, right? These are all Microsoft technologies. And that, the adoption of that over the years has really helped Microsoft realize some distinct advantages in their public cloud, Microsoft Azure. And so, they have the data, um, but they also are the ones that created the softwares that I just mentioned, those pieces of technologies. So their cloud can integrate natively with that. Whereas if you look at something like Google, well, they don't own Microsoft technology. Microsoft's not giving them their code to be able to integrate natively. So they have to do workarounds and you know different kind of funky ways to make things work. And that's where I think Microsoft has an advantage. And one of those um, is called Azure Virtual Desktop. It is only available in Microsoft's cloud. It's a great way of doing a virtual desktop in their cloud, as the name might suggest. Um, but they also own things like, uh, without getting too technical, your identity. Every time you sign in to a micro, your, your uh, exchange or email or Word, you're using a Microsoft username and password, and they can own that now across your servers and your desktop and your backups and everything else that are critical to business. That way you're not using some sort of third-party cobbled-in solution. That, Correct. Uh, there's some out there, but they, they just never work as well as natively as Microsoft does. Well, and I also think about this in, in the modern world. We're always getting hit with threats and security. That's like one of the biggest conversations we have with customers. What would happen if I had to tell every single one of my customers, I'm doing their tax returns, let's say, or I'm a hospital, I'm managing their health. What if I had to send out a notice that we got breached? And when you bring in more uh, different like third-party type of solutions, you increase your attack surface. There are more areas where a bad act or a threat can get into. So you're already standardized on Microsoft. Using more Microsoft's products does not increase your attack surface. And that's why I also think many organizations are driving that way. So it's a good option. I mean, we've, we've covered that, but there's got to be some downside and maybe not everybody's a good fit. Yeah, yeah, there's, there can definitely be downsides. Um, I, you know, I think some of the negative things for are, are more around specific industries or very specific use cases. Microsoft's current version of Azure and some of the products that I mentioned, um, they've recently refreshed everything. So they really took a ground up approach and said, well, there are always problems in technology. That's why organizations like us exist, right? Um, but there's always issues like that. But let's take a look at all of the big issues and let's rebuild it and ditch everything that we used to do. Let's get rid of all of that. Uh, and so the gap is closing, certainly. But one of the places where I see that, that maybe moving everything to the cloud or a lot of stuff to the cloud might be an issue are organizations that deal with proprietary equipment. I'm talking like lab equipment. I'm talking like um, certain manufacturing type of uh, organizations that they have very, very large data sets. And there's usually a physical machine sitting right next to that piece of equipment to process or bring in that data. You can move that to the cloud. The problem is right. when you move it to the cloud, you're reliant on the internet. So if you're mm -hmm. talking crazy amounts of data and you have to traverse the internet to get it into the cloud very quickly because a patient's sitting next to you. Like I'm thinking about like a, a facial surgeon who looks at 3D x-rays of somebody's jaw. You take the x-ray, if you gotta wait 10, 20, 30 minutes for that x-ray to get to the cloud where all of your compute is, the patient's sitting mm -hmm. next to you that doesn't fly, right? Because I'm used to it taking two minutes to the physical 
physical machine attached to it. So there are certain situations, that's one of the glaring ones for me. Now you can overcome that with incredibly fast internet, but now you've just increased your costs and maybe it's not available where you are or you're working from a satellite office, right? So it's not necessarily practical for everybody. So those are some areas where I say, well, you know, it might not be quite ready yet. If we have this conversation two, three years from now, it'll probably be there. You mentioned about the internet. Uh, we, we signed on a, a client in January that's a, a tractor dealership in a very rural part of the country. They have one gig fiber. I was blown away that they had one That's gig amazing. commercial fiber in the middle of nowhere, in the middle of this farm farmland. So, so that was shocking to me. And also, you can do caching. So, there's a lot of there's some workarounds you can do in 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 overcoming those situations. But you're right; it's not a fit for everybody. But those those fits are getting those non fits are getting smaller and smaller and smaller. Right. And, and of course. When we talk about anything where we're changing technology, it can be expensive, it can be painful. What are ways to make the process easier and make it faster? Yeah, it's a, it's a great question. It's something I think about all day, every single day. Uh, so, so number one, you know, if you're a business out there listening to this, align yourself with somebody who's an expert, not somebody who's thinking about doing this or you're going to be their test case or something like that. <laughs> and then also, you should be asking questions of that provider. What are you doing to uh, reduce labor costs and get this done faster? And that's really where a company like mine comes into play. You know, Nerdio ourselves, we are developing tools and have many, many tools to streamline this. If you were to go build out a new cloud environment on your own with a human being clicking the buttons and everything, we regularly see months to be able to build that. You know, at, the, at a minimum, a high-end expert spending 20, you know, their, their full workday on this at least two to three weeks, whereas our software can do exactly that in a couple hours. Now, there's still things that humans need to go do, right? And there's still components of that that yep. just can't or will never that's what we're here for <laughs> yes that's exactly what you're here for that's what i was going to say right they'll never be automated that's what we align ourselves with organizations like yourselves who have that expertise uh that can say listen we have the expertise to do these things that, that aren't ready to be automated or can't because every business is unique right i can build a, a button to create a user's account that's easy that's the same thing doesn't matter the type of user but to maybe migrate data over or customize their desktop with a background right those are individual yeah. things that you're not necessarily going to automate every single time um, so, so ask those questions you know think about that and then I would also say for businesses listening to this think about you know what where you want your result to be because technology should be a business enabler for you we shouldn't be buying technology just to buy technology not everybody's a geek like me I'm like hey there's this new you know cool video card out I want that right I think about like how can it make my life better how can it allow me as a, a hospital or a CPA firm or a law office get more clients um, protect data better uh, it, it grow and, and and that's if you think about it in that way is then you bring it to these experts that understand technology and we can bring solutions to you and say, here's how we're going to help you accomplish this with technology. And I, I mean, Maria can f confirm this. We say it actually we address that in our marketing. We keep you away from the fads. Yeah. The fads that are mm -hmm. going to empty your wallet and not deliver the results. So that's exactly it. Right along with that, no negative timing. <laughs> yeah. Yep. You mentioned about uh, vir uh, you mentioned desktops. That brings us into virtual desktops, which I think is can, can be confusing for people a to even understand what a virtual desktop is. But but they already have a desktop. Why would they want a virtual desktop? 
Oh, that's a great question. I get asked it all the time. Uh, and I used to be confused myself before I got into this industry. So I was right there with you. Um, you know, a virtual desktop, all it is, it's a desktop that's delivered out of the cloud. And what that really means is the physical device that you're used to using doesn't matter anymore. Your physical device, all that is, is a window into your virtual desktop. So the, the physical machine has no data on it. It doesn't do any of the processing and it doesn't matter how expensive it is. And so when we think about this modern world where people are remote or they want to get rid of their offices or just be able to work out of their car when they finish a meeting for an hour with their tethering to their cell phone instead of driving all the way back to the office, then driving all the way home uh, so they can be more productive, it allows them that flexibility and peace of mind. Uh, if I was to spill my coffee on my laptop right now, I don't really care. I mean, I do because now my laptop's destroyed, <laughs> right? But but my business, my, my leadership, they don't care because there's no data loss. Uh, I can grab any other device. It could be my iPhone, even though it's a small screen. It could be a tablet. It could be uh, a Mac, a Windows device, whatever. And I log in to my virtual computer that's delivered out of the cloud and everything is where I left it. If I leave it on a train and somebody steals it, no data loss, right? So it really yeah. kind of untethers you from that physical device and it allows um, people to use whatever they want. I can now use my personal device to access corporate resources and it's all secured. And if my device is three years old, I don't need it. My device actually is three years old right now. I don't need a yeah, new one. Yeah, yeah if, I, if I try and do stuff on the physical device, it's a lot slower than it was before, but right. I'm not doing stuff on there. All my business stuff I'm doing out of the cloud. And so it really gives me this flexibility. It's a, it's a great solution. It'll get you longer life out of your devices. Those employees that are re working remote, they can go to Best Buy, Staples, wherever, pick up any device that they want, um, but also have that control and peace of mind that I'm right. protected. Yeah. So you mentioned about, uh, you know, putting coffee on a uh, laptop years ago. Uh, somebody was uh, based out of Orlando working on the road over in North Florida, I think Gainesville. And one of those after, you know, our, we have these insane rain showers that just like, you know, it, it's the apocalypse at, for five minutes. He locks himself outside of his uh, out of his car. The business they had closed up. So everybody left. He couldn't get back in the business. He couldn't get in the car, but he has laptop with him. So oh. he said, I've got an idea. I'll slide the laptop on the tire under the car. And that way it'll stay dry. Bring an idea. Except after the, the locksmith came and unlocked the car, he forgot about the laptop. So then he ended oh. up running it over. <laughs> oh my gosh. That's something I would do a hundred percent. Thank you. Absolutely. So, and you mentioned about the, I'm the same way. I have a three-year-old laptop. It's got a crazy big processor in it, but it weighs a ton. I'm, I find myself more and more using a virtual desktop and just grab my iPad with a, with a, uh, uh, keyboard and a, and a mouse. And it's no different than using my laptop. It, it's I mean, that's you know, my favorite part of it. It's just having flexibility and control. Yeah, yeah being, being able to use any device and have that exact same experience. Like how many times have, have businesses out there 
bought some great, amazing piece of technology that promised all of these things. And then they implement it and their whole staff is complaining because they got to do something different or uh, you change my workflow so much. Yes, it was great for the business, but not for the finance department or all of the salespeople out there. And that's what's great this. You don't have to change anything. People log in. It's a normal Windows desktop. It's the same thing. The productivity yep. just continues and flows. And, and even if there are some 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 snags along the way, because all of this is virtual, it's easy to tune it up, change it, and just make it just hit that sweet spot for employees where their productivity is is right where you want it. So, so. That, that's exactly it. And that, that story actually just reminded me of another thing too. You know, I've talked about like the the end user, how the end user works, but we we see all over the world. There's always like disasters for something. Unfortunately, a hurricane, sure. the fires, floods. Ice storms in Texas. Yeah. yeah, and it's like, yeah. And and all of that stuff, it doesn't doesn't matter when you're in the cloud. We had people that were in Texas when they had their ice storms and no power for yeah. like 10 that days. Like that's it's horrible and it's crazy. And yes, there's lots of things you have to deal with, like how am I gonna shower, like those types of things. But but at least the business knew they could run. You could go in your car, you could turn on your hotspot, you could charge your laptop, and you could actually work. It wasn't ideal, right? But the business was not down. And I, I'm a salesperson, so I've worked in the, some weird, weird places. I I had to run a you know, I had to run a webinar for a customer in the parking lot of Disney. Um, I was sitting there in the parking lot with the door open because I didn't want the car running. It was super hot, but I had everything I needed. It showed really well. I've closed deals when I've been on vacation at the zoo because I have access to everything that I need. And then I can go back to enjoying my family or doing something that I need to in my personal life. And that, I think, when I talked earlier about business enablers, this is a big thing that I think organizations should think of because there is a labor shortage and it's very hard to find talent and so if you can make employees happy with their work-life balance work from where they want when yeah. they want then you're going to retain people longer you're going to hire better talent and that's a business benefit they should be talking about in the hiring process and and with their existing employees and the cloud can enable that i think that that is a really good point because um as i'm talking to prospective clients or clients um, I, these are the challenges I hear as far as like the personnel finding the right talent and if you're able to you know somebody that may be considering and um, well you know my husband or my wife is going across the nation you know for XYZ our neighbor is currently doing that at the moment um, she continues on and she's able to have her employment which is a really Mac daddy you know position with this organization she that she worked so hard for not seamless it's like, it's no big deal. So that to me is like, it's just invaluable. I mean, and not to mention like during the COVID, you know, scenarios that was like crazy where people are, were scrambling. Um, we were fortunate enough that um, our clients were pretty seamless just being able to have those solutions in place. So one of the questions I may have is, what do you do with power users? You, you got folks that are using maybe AutoCAD or there, there's been some, not so great experiences or multi monitors, those kinds of situations. Has has technology addressed that? It has. Microsoft specifically has. You could probably do some of this in the other clouds, but Microsoft's really been the the front runner on yeah. optimizing uh, these types of workloads. So we regularly see organizations that need to crunch big data. Maybe um, they're trying to get FDA approval for some new drug that they're creating. There's some crazy number crunching GPU that you need. Um, people that use AutoCAD and Revit architects and designers. Uh, anything from building a screw to, to 
to designing a building, right? Anything in between, uh, you, you can now do with that. And it, it is a result of Microsoft kind of taking a step back and saying, we are going to rebuild this from scratch. We're going to look at the, the issues. And and if we were having this conversation prior to 2018, it would be very different. I'd say, no, you're doing this stuff. No, no, don't go to the cloud. It's going to be not only crazy expensive, uh, but it's just still not going to work the way that you want it to. Uh, but today it can be done. It's being done very regularly and people are, are really embracing it, I think, you know, because all the time, these designers, they wanted to be on a job site and do this. You're not going to lug your $5,000 crazy, you know, enhanced machine. And people need multiple monitors. They want eight monitors. I, I see people with eight monitors today. That blows my mind. Wow. Right. And it's that's awesome. If you have enough, my, my office isn't that big. Uh, but you know, if you have the real estate for it, go for it. It supports all of that. They, right. they want to eliminate things like printing issues. Printing used to be like the, the bane of our existence in technology. Oh, yeah. um, you know, like I don't want to see a printer ticket, uh, but <laughs> and users don't want to pay, click print and sit there and wait and wait and <laughs> open up the machine, then open a ticket, then wait for it to respond. All of these things really are solved, and you can have the confidence now that you can get your job done. Whether you're a power user, um, whether you're you know a regular worker bee as I call them, or you know any anything in between. Yeah, you mentioned about the the. Uh... Uh, nobody wants to see a printer ticket. We actually had an email bouncing around the company all weekend. <laughs> what happened to this printer? Why is this person, why, what, why did it take twice to fix this? So yeah, it's still the bane in some situations, but yeah, when it, when it, when you get into these cloud situations, Microsoft has really gotten this to work smoothly. Um, it, it, much more so than even the physical side of it. So they, they, oh, yeah. they've done a great job. Absolutely. For sure. One of the earliest customers I helped when I started at Nerdio was a, a title a, a title company. And they're a very, very large organization, a um, couple thousand employees. But think about when you're when you're when you're buying a home. Right. If anybody's bought a home listening to this, the amount of paperwork that you need to yeah, sign and yeah. the duplicates of it. Yeah. I mean, all they did was print. And we were like, yes, it was it was fairly new. Some of this technology at the time. Um, but they were able to do it across multiple offices. And, you know, they have their big multifunction right. machines that are printing out thousands of pages a day and yeah i've seen yeah. it firsthand and it's uh, it's definitely a new world with that stuff yeah yeah and the machines have come a long ways themselves with security and the ability to put a pin in and and get your mm -hmm. retrieve your documents securely so so yeah a lot of the, a lot of these problems that we've dealt with like you say five years ago that were in in you know just didn't have an answer we they've come up with an answer they've done a great job and i know there's a lot of innovations in the way they're building their data centers uh, i remember years probably 10 15 years ago they were starting to talk about some of the physical things they were going to do different than everybody else and they followed through with it it's, it's shocking they, so. they have. I mean, they're, they're because like they're such a large organization, they have all these resources and they also are all about like sustainability and the environment and things like that. So one of the cool things Microsoft has done is they've taken it almost looks like a submarine, but it's actually a data center. They drop it in the ocean because one of the largest cost components to managing a data center is cooling, keeping the, the you know, things from not overheating. And they found that you can take this tube full of servers and storage or whatever they put in there and they they put it under the ocean and water is one of the best dissipators of heat. So this yep. is how they keep the cost down and why Microsoft Azure isn't crazy expensive. It's because they put it in there. Now you don't have to pay for air conditioning. It's better for the environment as well because you're not using, you know, whatever um, power that you're using to cool them. And uh, it's really making an impact on the earth. 
Yeah, and they've come up with these self-contained, this is what they were talking about 15 years ago, these self-contained shipping containers and that they can then, if they need to distribute computing power, they can literally just move computing power on the back of a semi from one part of one data center to another, which is just, That's just crazy. Amazing. So, it is. Yeah. It's un Absolutely. unbelievable. So they, they've put a lot of innovation into it. I know your product is is making this more accessible for folks. And a lot of people are nervous about the cloud, not just everyday users, but even people in our position are nervous because, you know, what if I overbill or if I undersell or, you know, but this, your Nerdio takes a lot of this, it takes almost all of it out. Yeah, so. sizing the proper solution for it, for sure. Yeah. Yeah, it, well, that's the great thing about the public cloud, too. I, I always think about it like a public utility, right? You plug something in, you turn on your light, you, you consume it, you turn it off, you're not paying for it anymore. And that's really what Microsoft Azure can bring to uh, an organization, because when your users need to work, nine to five, whatever their hours are, we can make sure that you have enough RAM and CPU and storage and security and all of these things. But, but when you don't need it, when you all sign out at the end of the day, we can turn it off and you can stop paying for it. And that dramatically changes the economics of this. In a private cloud, you don't do this typically because somebody out there bought it and they only have so many customers. Microsoft every day has somebody coming to them, clicking a button saying, I want to buy a little bit more. I need to run this workload for an hour. I need to crunch this data. You know, I need to bring out a bunch of paralegals for my law firm for this three month period. And so it lets you dial it up and dial it down. And it's a, it's a really great way. And that's what I love about the public clouds. Yeah. Yeah, the flexibility. Well, Will, I appreciate you joining us today. That we, I, I've learned a lot in the last twenty nine minutes. It's amazing. So, so thank you. I, I think our listeners have as well. So, thank you for yeah. joining us. That's yes, thank you so much. Thanks so much for having me. It was uh, really fun. It's always fun to talk a little bit of shop. And I encourage anybody right. listening, like reach out to the experts, even if you don't know where the cloud might fit, right? They can mm -hmm. uh, evaluate your business, ask you what you're doing, what you're frustrated with. Uh, we can either tell you, maybe maybe it's not right for you right now, but maybe it is. And there's some things that you can see that will help enable you to run a better business or make more money or have happier employees. Absolutely. Thank you very much. Thank you. All right, that was fantastic. Having Will here, talking about the modern office and the, how the technology is changing, how it used to be painful and expensive, and now it's just so much easier and so much faster. It's just uh, mind-boggling. But th thanks again to Will for joining us. Don't forget, every Thursday morning, Maria puts out her weekly cybersecurity tips, and we make it super easy to get them, weeklycybersecuritytips.com. Visit that website. You're still putting them out every Thursday, right, Maria? Yes, yes. Uh, so do look for that. And um, you can go to um, weeklycybersecuritytips.com and sign up and you get the latest and greatest. This is our version two. All right. So updated and new stuff. Fantastic. Thank you, Maria. Thank you again to Will for joining us for the TLC podcast, episode 32. Thank you, everybody. Thank you for listening to the Team Lotus Cares podcast. This is a free service of Lotus Management Services, business clarity empowered by technology. Visit us on the web at lotusbusinesstech.com.